It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates are about to play a series. It's almost like they haven't even played all year long. It's been forever. We're going to get you ready for that series here on a Locked On crossover between Locked On Reds and Locked On Pirates. Thank you so much for checking us out today as Locked On Reds and Locked On Pirates. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. We've got my co-host Steve Offenbaker taking a big old sip there and joining us and we're joining him the host of locked on pirates ethan smith yeah i also love the wonderful graphic decision to put the reds host above me and i'm sure that was all i'm sure that was i'm sure that was all steven's idea jeff it's all on the division standings my friend if you want to be in the top (laughs) row win more games i'm just saying there i mean hey this is the first time in years i could have jd Halfron below me that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. That's Schedule true. those crossovers. Division standings, my friend. There, there is, below, it is, it is scientific. Very much below so. everyone in that one. That'll be a different thing for the Pirates, but or for the Cardinals. But yeah, no, this, this is going to be a great series because we're back in Pittsburgh uh, where the Pirates, remember the last time these two teams got together, the Pirates won every game. And there has been so many things that have changed since then for both teams but both teams have moved quite a bit we are going to dive into the biggest parts of that we're going to look at players to watch for in this series including a bat for the reds that is breaking out as we are watching before our very eyes and we're going to give you our predictions for the series thanks so much for joining us we are all lifelong fans that i mean honestly if you aren't addicted to the Reds and the Pirates at this point. Why are you hosting a daily podcast about them? That's why we're doing it because we're addicted. And when we look at where the Pirates were the last time that the Reds played them and where the Reds were, it's completely flip-flopped. And the biggest thing for me, the biggest difference for me has been all of the call-ups that the Reds have made. However, the Pirates made plenty of call-ups too, Ethan. Yeah, they just kind of made them later than I wanted them. Obviously, the wonderful two words, Super 2, exist. And I Mm. said, and I quote, before they had a nine-game stretch against Chicago and Milwaukee that they lost all nine games in and started this whole decline, that one of Andy Rodriguez or Henry Davis should have been on this team at that exact moment as they were flying to Chicago to play in Wrigley Field. Now that they're here... Obviously, the record is not what you want it to be, but they just played the best team in the National League and the best team in baseball in the Atlanta Braves and lost two of those games in that four-game series by a combined three runs and arguably could have won three of four or swept them in that series if David Bednar doesn't blow a save and then the bullpen doesn't do – there were so many different little things that happened in that series. But I jokingly had a – I jokingly said this on the live show recapping it yesterday that it literally felt like I was watching a playoff series when they were playing the Atlanta Braves and I'm watching guys like Alika Williams, Jared Triolo, Key Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, Jack Sawinski. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Andy Rodriguez, Henry Davis, all these young guys that like the Reds, you're going to be seeing these guys for the next half decade just based off of how long they are under contract for you in that matter. 
not counting extensions. But yes, these two teams are very different than the last time we saw each other. It's funny that he mentions, uh, Steve, the, the, the series that the Pirates just had with the Braves and the way that he talks about that, because that sounds very similar to how the Reds played the Braves. It sounds a lot like the last time the Reds played the Braves. Yeah, for sure. But when it comes to the Pirates as a whole, it kind of feels like they've got a little bit more momentum than the Reds do coming into the series. Are are we worried about this series? No, 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 no. They don't have the momentum. Uh, they're 10 games back. The season is over. They're, they're, they're looking for participation trophy at this point. We're not, we're not going to put them on the same level. We're in a pennant race. And while we're struggling a little bit with a tired bullpen, we're still in a pennant race and they're looking towards 2024. So it's a whole different beast. I will say I'm really bummed that we're not going to get to see Ellie De La Cruz versus O'Neill Cruz, because when we saw O'Neill Cruz in Cincinnati at the beginning of the year, uh, the series that you and I were at Jeff, uh, mm -hmm. O'Neill Cruz is a physical specimen. That guy can play some baseball. He is fun to watch. And, and, and as much as I like to give Ethan a bunch of crap about everything, um, I'm bummed that we're not going to get to see that because that would have been fun baseball. That would have been the kind of baseball that wins over fans that brings new people to the sport. It's that kind of matchup. And I'm bummed that we're not going to get it. All that being said, you know, you've got two teams, you've got a team in the Pittsburgh pirates that are looking to, basically remain respectable the rest of the way that's kind of i mean ethan you can correct me if i'm wrong on that but that feels like the mission right you like you don't want to be the st louis cardinals in the way they are right now you want to finish above them you want to play decent baseball the rest of the way and prepare for 2024 where you've got the reds who are trying to right the ship things have jumped off the tracks just a little bit the bullpen is very very tired the starting rotation is desperately waiting for guys like hunter green and nicoladolo to come back so you've got a cincinnati reds team that's kind of in a holding pattern just hoping to remain in contention until the big dogs come back and they can make a true honest push for a division title. So it's a really weird place. I think for both teams to be in as they head into this series, but there's a lot of young talent in both dugouts and regardless of the records, these are going to be fun games to watch. I think because these young guys, I think are going to feed off of each other, uh, both in the reds dugout and in the pirates dugout. And I think it's going to lead to some interesting baseball over the next couple of days. Yeah, I think when both managers get the lineup cards from each other, there's probably going to be a moment where Derek Shelton and David Bell both look at their lineup cards and go, I don't remember that guy last time we saw him. So many different players that are going to be in this series uh, than that. And, and it starts with Andrew Abbott, who is the starter on Friday night against the Pirates. He didn't make any starts against the Pirates the first time they saw him. And he has had quite the season, a, a just absolute meteoric rise and these last couple of starts haven't been so great so we're kind of wondering where he's at in his rookie year is he getting to the point where you know most rookie pitchers tend to start slowing down is he hitting a wall or is this going to be a bounce back start for him and then you've got guys like ellie de la cruz who you know he just had a two hit day in his last game but he's starting to look like he's got some holes in his swing or or a little bit of disciplinary you know a disciplinary plate disciplinary things uh, whenever it comes to pitches coming plate word how's that going to play up in this will david bell shake up the lineup and then of course the impending return of captain america himself jonathan india 
hasn't been reported just yet, but I think he will be back at some point this weekend. So how does the lineup shift with that? Does David Bell choose to make any big changes or does it all stay the same? It's, it's going to be very interesting to watch this series because yes, from a standings perspective, this is the kind of series that the reds need to win, but it is also the kind of series that the reds have struggled in for a while, Ethan. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, you look at the record just this year and it's five and two, the Reds, mm-hmm. of course, beat the pirates on opening day, two out of three games, um, which there's something I'm wanted to bring up, but I'm not going to bring it up right now. We'll bring it up after that, uh, after the he'll, he'll wear the shirt later on this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll get Actually it'd be great if we do it, uh, if the Reds make the playoffs and do it for the wild card, but, <laughs> um, more or less on this about this series is even historically just go in the last 10 years, these teams, no matter what the standings were, how the teams were, if they were rebuilding, because they've always been on similar trajectories since 2013, they played each other in the playoffs in 2013. And then everything kind of went away for the reds. The pirates had the two years. Then the reds came back for a little bit. The pirates never came back. And then the reds came back down. They've been on similar trajectories for the most part. So to see them kind of on two different planes is a little weird but i don't think it's going to change much of anything in terms of the intensity you're going to see in this series just because again as we keep mentioning every single player you see in this series arguably is a young person that's still trying to prove themselves as to how they can be a part of each team's core for the next five years none of these spots are just full like these spots are not like just set in stone like there's guys even for the reds that still have not even made their debuts yet like noel v Marte. What happens when he gets here and you're not playing well as a Cincinnati Red? You have these things to think about, especially for the Pirates, too, with O'Neill Cruz's return on the horizon. No, that's that's absolutely true. And and real quick, too, what we were referencing just a moment ago is that the Pirates did win on opening day. And because of that, Steve has to wear a Pirates shirt on a podcast coming up here soon. We're just waiting to see exactly when we're going to pay that off. We're just, but, we're just waiting for it to show up in the mail, brother. We're just waiting it, for it to, uh, to show okay. up in the mail. It's 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 a microcosm, though, of what is this rivalry. Thankfully, it's not as divisive as it was a few years ago where people were throwing at each other and charging others each other's dugouts and managers don't, don't were getting in the sky. Yeah, we'll see what happens here. But the we're, we're back. Reds, Pirates, it's back. And there's a couple of guys to watch out for, including one Cincinnati Red whose bat is just, it's, it's heating up right now, as they would say on uh, NBA Jam. We'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about Sleeper. Sleeper is a daily fantasy option now that you've got to check out. Uh, Sleeper has the ability to give you a 100 times payout for uh, just two or more fantasy baseball picks. If you want to make more money on your picks, and who doesn't want to do that, you got to check out Sleeper. Uh, When it comes to up to eight pick contests, you just pick your favorite player. Like, you know, I don't know, Joey Votto or Ellie De La Cruz or... I guess you could pick a pirate like Jack Sawinski or something like that. Um, and then pick your favorite stats like homers and strikeouts and hits and more. And then if you think that they're going to do really well, you click more. If you think they aren't, then click less. It's that easy. Get your picks right and you could win big. 
Like I said, if you think Joey Votto is going to bang, then smash more on the homers. If you think that there's going to be uh, a, a homer or two from Jackson Winsky, then smash more on the homers. And there's all kinds of great things that are going to happen in this series. I think this would be a really good one to take uh, some daily fantasy picks on. So definitely check out Sleeper today. Plus, entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. And when it comes to getting your money, they have safe and fast withdrawals. So use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. It's currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And always remember that if you can't be down at the ballpark to catch the Reds and the Pirates, then you can catch every pitch of the Reds and Pirates hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and simply search Reds or Pirates. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Reds and Lockdown Pirates your first listen every day. Going to be some passionate series recaps coming up on Monday as we look back on hopefully a Red Series win. But sweep. You know, I don't know. I mean, Ethan might want it to go a different way. I, I don't know what way that is. Uh, but we'll talk about that coming up later on when we look at series predictions. But right now, let's look at some players to watch because I think there are a couple of key guys that especially you know, since the Reds and Pirates haven't seen each other for a long time are not known right now to the other fan bases. And the first one for me, from the red side is Christian Encarnacion Strand. I think everyone's heard of him. They, they heard of some prospect profiles and how he was smashing the ball at AAA and all this other stuff, but he did not debut to the kind of pop and circumstance that Ellie De La Cruz or Matt McClain or even Andrew Abbott did. He didn't have the meteoric week or two of performances that just melt your face off. He kind of eased into it. He kind of, did what most players do and just, you know, got used to major league life, eventually figured out how to see some pitches, kind of slowed things down at the plate. And here recently he's had a lot of games where he's hitting the ball hard. He just uncorked a home run off of Johnny Cueto in his last game. So I'm expecting here on this road trip as a whole, but starting out in the pirate series, I'm expecting Christian Encarnacion strands power to show up and show up in a big way. Yeah, we talked about this on the live show yesterday, Jeff, that CES looks like he's poised for a breakout. And I agree with you. He is definitely a guy that we need to keep our eye on. This is the prime opportunity for him to start to evolve into what we hope is a cleanup hitter for the Reds. And I say that because my player to watch in this whole series is I am anticipating the return of Jonathan India. And I think he changes this lineup in a good way as long as David Bell handles it correctly. And what I want to see when Jonathan India is activated, and I believe that we will hear he's activated sometime later today. It hasn't happened at the time of this recording, but I think that it's going to. What I want to see happen is I want Jonathan India leading off. I want the first four guys in the lineup against the Pirates tonight to go India, Friedel, McLean, CES. That's a great top four. That's a top four that's going to score some runs. And, and for me, Jonathan India is really the catalyst in that whole thing. I hope that he comes back healthy. I hope that he comes back ready to play. 
I hope that he comes back able to play at least league average defense. And I hope he comes back tagging the baseball. I hope that there's not a lot of rust from his timeout because if he can get on base in front of those other guys, the Reds can score some runs in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, I've seen what Jonathan India can do firsthand against the Pirates especially. I think a lot of Pirates fans have. And when you're looking at the Pirates side of things, Leover Piguero, a guy that, like Jeff mentioned with Chris, uh, C- or CES, sorry, because I, I couldn't Don't remember. Don't do the whole name. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's two fine. Letters. yeah, we, we do CES yeah. too. Okay. Um, yeah. But Leover Piguero, another guy like that that a lot of Reds fans have probably heard of but haven't really seen him play much. And in his last 15 games, the guy's hitting 295 and slugging 545. He's doing very good. Now, outside of that, Henry Davis has had his struggles, Andy Rodriguez as well. But then you look at the two guys that Reds fans definitely know in Key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds. Reynolds is on a 14-game on-base streak right now and has reached safely in 15 of his last 19 games. And Key Brian Hayes just torched the Braves in every conceivable way possible in three of the four games that he played in that series where he had 16 total bases, two home runs, like nine RBIs. And that was nice for him, too, coming off of injury. So for you guys hoping that Jonathan India comes back and doesn't have any of that rust. Well, Hayes was on the IL for most of July and came back, kind of sputtered out of the gate just a little bit. But this Brave series was a big precursor to what I think he could do for the rest of the year. And then on the pitching side, Johan Oviedo, who goes tonight against Andrew Abbott, has actually caught up to Mitch Keller in the amount of quality starts by a starting pitcher for the Pirates this year with 12. He has like a 2-6-0 ERA in his last six or seven starts. He's been very good. And if it wasn't for all the injuries they had at the beginning of the year, Johan Oviedo is probably not even a starter this year and has cemented himself in this rotation. So I think Abbott versus Oviedo could very well be the best pitching matchup we see all weekend and may end up being the difference in who wins the series and gets the tone, the tone starter on Friday night. I am just so happy to hear that Brian Reynolds is heated up in time to play the Reds. He's, He's not at all um, had any success against no. the Reds. So um, we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, any struggles, I think, is the word that I was actually going to say, Steve. <laughs> you know, I, I have a question for Ethan because right now, when you get past the Red starters, whichever one it is, even if we're talking about Andrew Abbott, my faith in the bullpen right now is a little bit shaken. Uh, we've seen a Cincinnati bullpen right now that is uh, a little vulnerable, they're a little tired. Uh, They've allowed a lot more runs recently than they have in the past. Uh, We've asked a lot of them this season. If if I were to ask you, Ethan, for an honest assessment of the Pittsburgh bullpen, if the Reds can get at the starter a little bit and get into your bullpen, what can we expect? Can we expect a lights-out bullpen from the Pirates? Can we expect the opportunity to score some runs? If you were giving me an analysis of the Pittsburgh Pirates bullpen, uh, what would you tell me? Well, David Bednar over the last couple of games has had issues, but that was also because he appeared in like four of the last five games. So him blowing a save against the Atlanta Braves is to me not cause for concern. It's just something that happens when you pitch that much. Uh, We actually recently picked up Thomas Hatch off of waivers. Yeah, household name Thomas Hatch off of waivers from the Toronto Blue Jays, and he actually pitched four scoreless innings against that same Braves team 
on Thursday. So I don't know how much you see of him in this series, but he is more of the long relief type. Carmen Majinski, another name that was not here in this for uh, the first two series that these teams played has looked pretty good as well. He struggled a lot when he first got up here, but kind of figured it out. So it kind of just depends on how early you're getting to the bullpen. I'd say, because if you let them get to that model of that, they've loved all year of Colin Holderman Dowry Moretta, I believe, is on the IL right now. But if you let them get to Colin Holderman, Bednar, and Majinski right now, later in the game, like, say, like, seventh, eighth inning, then you're in more trouble. But if you do get the starter out within, like, the fourth or fifth inning, I think that's where more of your damage against the bullpen will be done because the lower end of the bullpen is not nearly as good as the top end of it is. Like, Yuri De Los Santos is fine. He has his issue. Like, there, there's issues, obviously, with most bullpens. But for the Pirates, Holderman, Bednar, and Moretta, but especially Majinski in Moretta's absence, have been pretty good for the most part outside of the blown saves we've seen recently. But I think that's just more of the fact that his arm was probably going to fall off if he would have pitched another game in that Brave series. And likewise with the Reds, I don't know. There's really, Jeff, you can, you, maybe there's somebody you have full faith in right now, but I, I'm reeling after <laughs> this last series with the Marlins. I'm not sure. You know, even Alexis Diaz has showed some, you know, cracks in the armor. I'm not sure that there's anybody right now coming out of the Reds bullpen that I feel just 100% certain is going to come out and get the job done. You know who's impressed me right now? And I don't know that I would say I've got full faith in him, but I definitely have a lot more trust in him than I have in, you know, months past in the season is Fernando Cruz. Fernando Cruz has turned into a huge swing and miss guy. He's got this splitter that falls off the table and hitters just don't seem to be able to pick up the spin on it very well. And he does a good job of tunneling that with his fastball. Uh, a, a big part of that will be how is the splitter going? Because you can tell almost the first time he throws that splitter, if it's bouncing in the dirt, it's probably going to be a bad outing for him. But if he is able to just kind of hit that right below the zone area, then it's probably going to be a very quick inning and a very nice inning for Cruz. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that the guys that I was saying just a few weeks ago, like we were saying guys like Buck Farmer and Lucas Sims were high up on our trust list not to say anything, I mean, Alexis Diaz, it was like an unquestioned trust that whenever he was coming into the game, we were shutting the door. But, yeah, now it's a little bit of maybe, you yeah. know, a little bit of clutching your pearls there. For for sure. And, I and you know, and I know he got roughed up last time out, but Sam Mole, I think, has showed us that he's a, a pretty reliable lefty out of the bullpen. But outside of that. Last outing notwithstanding. Yeah. Notwithstanding. Yeah. I mean, his last <laughs> outing wasn't great, but everything up till then was was fairly good. Uh, beyond that, I, I really just, I'm a little bit nervous getting into the Reds bullpen right now. And I hope for some, some extended outings from the starting pitchers during this Pittsburgh series, because I would really like a chance for this bullpen to catch its breath and reset a little bit and let everybody write the ship. And if we can get a couple games being up on the pirates in, in three runs, I would like the, the maximum save situation to get Alexis Diaz out there and a little bit of confidence back under his belt, write the ship and then move forward from there. I think that's the, the best outcome because I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about going to the bullpen too early. If I see David Bell pop out of that dugout in the fifth inning, I'm hoping that, you know, Freddie Benavides trips him on the way up the stairs and tells him to slow his roll. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think uh, bullpens are going to be interesting for the uh, total runs over under over at FanDuel Sportsbook. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But with that being said, we're going to give you our predictions for how this series will end coming up in just a moment. Before we do that, though, want to let you know that if you can't be down at PNC Park for this series, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast and the Pirates' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search the word Pirates or Reds. All right, Ethan, how are we looking? What What's this series going to be? And uh, we'll, we'll tell you why you're wrong. Uh, well, shockingly, to no one's surprise here, the Cincinnati Reds are favored in all these games. Um, obviously not surprising. Who's uh, starting the second game, by the way? TBD, like, is he a lefty, a righty? What's what's the deal there? Uh, that could be a number of different people. I Maybe Quinn Priester. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe it's a bullpen game. I know he struggled to start, but I think that he's yeah. pretty talented, so... Uh, Quinn Priester's a possibility there. Uh, there's a lot of different things they could do. Rowanzi Contreras just pitched in AAA because he's still been working on getting his stuff back, so I don't think it would be him. No idea. Um, just based off of what I've seen from this team, where your last two series, it's very hard to come out of two four-game sets and say, I'm happy about that. After splitting both of those series against Milwaukee and Atlanta, two teams that are right there in the playoff line. Realistically, the Pirates have not lost a series. They've tied the last three, but they have not lost a series in quite a while, actually. It has been since the Angels series on the 23rd of July. So the Pirates are playing pretty good baseball right now. And I would be behooved if I came on this crossover and did not pick at least two out of three in this series for the Pittsburgh Pirates, purely just off of that, that they're playing with a lot of fire right now. They have to be coming out of this Braves uh, four-game set happy that they played that team that well. And hopefully they take that same intensity to this series as well against an NL Central opponent. And more or less, my prediction here too I just want to see how they look against the Reds, not even from a win-loss standpoint. Where do you stack up against a team that you're probably going to stack up against for the next three or four years? That's what I really want to look at in this series. I'm predicting two out of three, but whatever the result is, uh, as long as the games are close and it looks like they're battling, I'll be content. Yeah, I think the key for the future of the NL Central is going to be how Milwaukee handles the contract situations of their three uh, top-tier pitchers because you're right, this could be a, a situation where the Reds and Pirates are fighting it out for a few years. The Cubs might be mixed in there as well, but the Brewers and the Cardinals might be the teams that are, are you know playing spoiler along the way. But Steve, why is Ethan wrong? Well, Ethan's wrong for a number of reasons most days, and the reason he's wrong today is that we've got Andrew Abbott going in the first game of this series, and Andrew Abbott's coming off of a couple not-so-stellar starts. You know, as Ethan mentioned, uh, he's going against Oviedo, and, and that's okay. That's a decent pitching matchup. 
But I think that when you stack those two guys up against each other, you know, Andrew Abbott six and three with a 2.93 ERA. And you look across the dugout and he's going up against a guy that's six and 11 with a 4.18 ERA. So looking at that matchup, I think that comes out on in the Reds favor. And I think that Andrew Abbott is going to be hungry for a win after these last two starts that have not been optimal. And if, if he wants to quiet the, Oh my God, is it time to shut him down? Talk. He needs to have a good start against the pirates tonight. Uh, and, I, and I think that he's going to deliver that. When you head to the second game of the series, as Ethan said, they're not even sure who they're going to run out there against the Reds. It could be a bullpen day. It could be a number of guys facing Cincinnati. But for sure, what we know is that Brandon Williamson is going to be on the mound for the Reds. And his last couple turns through the rotation, Brandon Williamson has been a different guy. He's kind of figured it out. And, and I think that when you look at that matchup, that clearly comes down in the Reds' favor. Uh, Brandon Williamson has pitched well. He's pitched effectively. He, he's been very pitch efficient. And I think against this Pittsburgh Pirates lineup, he's going to continue to be that guy. I think they win that. So two of three right now for the Reds, just looking at it on paper with Abbott and Williamson going. Then we get to the series finale. And this is one that you just never know how it's going to shake out for the Reds because it is Luke Dreamweaver Day. And against all odds, the Reds seem to be able to win starts with this guy on the mound, even though he allows 127 runs per start. The Reds find a way to win. I don't understand how it works. It just works. So if I'm if I'm a betting guy, if I'm putting money on this thing, if I'm looking at it, uh, taking a step back and being realistic, I think the Reds win two of three and you have to think that Weaver just screws it up. But what the Reds really need here is to find a way to steal a sweep. They've not been playing good baseball. They've had some pretty dramatic, bad outcomes. They've blown several games. They just lose a series to the fish that they really probably should have swept if we're being honest. They should have swept that series. And I think to right the ship, I think to get the narrative changed back to uh, these guys could win the division versus up, ah, the youth is screwing it up. They really need to sweep the series. They need to, they, they need to steal the sweep here. Uh, realistically, two of three outside shot at a sweep. Either way, the Reds are going to win this series. I think, and, and, and this term is so overblown in sports. It's as close to a must win as yeah, you can get absolutely. in baseball for the Reds. They absolutely need to take two out of three. If they come out of Pittsburgh winning one out of three or, God forbid, none out of three, uh, then we're going to begin to write the eulogy for the Reds' playoff hopes yep. in 2023 because the the skid that they have been on here recently has to have an end if they are to hope you know make that you know october baseball run and i think that this is the series where you you kind of you know you do or you don't and they've got to take two out of three and i think that there's a huge thing in this because the last time these two teams met the reds lineup was very weak very very weak because you didn't have any of the guys that are currently i mean you had tj friedel uh yeah jonathan india had Jason Bossler. Jason Bossler, yeah. yeah my, my favorite player of all time in Cincinnati Reds history, Will Benson. Yeah, but you have Will Benson, but a different Will yeah, Benson. The Will Benson, Benson, yes. The Will Benson that I said would be here. He is, he is going to be a big impact on this series. I do think the Reds take two out of three because I think they've got that, that mentality 
And just as anyone would have predicted, the Reds guys picked the Reds and the Pirates guy picked the Pirates. So that's uh, the kind of bombshell that we like to end on here. We're full of hot takes around here, man. Hot takes. (laughs) Hey, at least I didn't call a sweep this time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean. But the last time I did, I was right, so. You did and was not happy about that. So, but that is where we will end today's crossover. Thank you all so much for joining us for this Lockdown Reds, Lockdown Pirates crossover. Before we get out of here, remember that you can catch every pitch of the Reds and Pirates hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Reds or Pirates. But thank you so much for joining us. Make sure that you follow our podcast and make sure that you're subscribed on your favorite apps. We are coming up here on <laughs> Monday. Uh, you will get the recap Josh Van Meter card. For those of you not watching on YouTube, Ethan just held up a autographed reds, Josh Van Meter card to the camera. And that is the perfect way to end. We'll talk to y'all on Monday. Hey, prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.